Your Locked On Maple Leafs. Your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Game day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive. You can hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating and review as well. That would be much, much appreciated. All right, it's game day. We got one between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Calgary Flames. I know we just played them the other day, but that's the way that the season's going to work. You know, it's basically back-to-backs. Not quite back-to-back in terms of, you know, daily, but, you know, two, three games in a row against the same team. It's it's the way that it's going to be all season long, and it's going to be interesting because, well, there were some some fireworks late in that game. Matt Kachuk doing Matt Kachuk things, Uh, you know, getting, you know, laying down on Jack Campbell, and I have an update for Campbell in just a moment, but you know, laying on Jack Campbell, getting on him, kind of putting his knee into his shoulder a little bit. Uh, he says that it wasn't on purpose. You know, and his coach comes out and says if this was anyone else but Matt Kachuk who fell on him, this wouldn't even be a conversation. It would just been like, oh, yeah, I lost his footing and fell. But here's the thing, pal. It's you. You're Matt Kachuk. This is what you do. You have a reputation of being kind of a, a physical, agitating, uh, dirt. No, I don't want to say you're a dirty player, but like an, you're an agitator. You're out there. You have a role, and this is what you do. And I get it. You're great. You're you're really good at your role. But then don't try and play innocent when you get called out for you know being being a little bit rough between the whistles. Like well, we know what you're doing. We know what you're doing. Come on now. Come on. Uh, anyways, so. Yeah, we got a big game tonight, Matt Kachuk. Uh, we'll see if he can answer the bell. I'm sure there'll be some someone looking to to drop the mitts with him. But we'll talk about that in just a moment. We'll also quickly touch on the Edmonton game since we didn't get to get to it uh, in 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 a a podcast yesterday. And I apologize, just a super busy day for me. Uh, but we're gonna get to all that. But first, we do have some news, uh, both Leafs-related and kind of league-related news um, as well. We'll start with the big news from the weekend, and that's the massive trade between the Winnipeg Jets and Columbus Blue Jackets. So Patrick Lyonnais shipped out of the division en route to the Columbus Blue Jackets, and Pierre-Luc Dubois, yep, the same one that really (laughs) killed us in the playoffs, Ends up back in the division, this time with the Winnipeg Jets and uh, uh, Jack Roslovic also going back the other way with Line A and I think uh, a third-round pick company Dubois. So Line A and Roslovic for Dubois and a third-round pick. Um, so Dubois back in the division. So that's going to be interesting. And um, I, I think this makes Winnipeg a, a real threat, to be quite honest with you. This gives them a serious, serious top six, an amazing one-two punch with Shifley and Dubois. It's now, you know, we'll be able to rival what we got in Toronto in, in Matthews Tavares. You could rival what's out in Edmonton in uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl and even Vancouver with Pedersen and Bo Horvat once Pedersen kind of, you know, wakes up a little bit and gets going. And even Calgary, you know, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but 
I mean, Monahan and Elias Lindholm now. Like, there are, are some real quality one-two punches in this division. And uh, the Jets just beefed up their attack down the middle. Uh, you know, Line A is obviously a massive, massive loss. He's a guy who, you know, in a bad year was scoring 30, 35 goals a season. And that's considered a bad year for the guy. So, you know, he's somebody who obviously could light the lamp. You guys remember back in the rookie year with Line and Matthews, whether or not who was the better player. And if you were asking uh, a Winnipeg native, they would say that Line was the guy because he was scoring at will. And obviously, you ask anybody in Toronto, they were always Team Matthews. And I mean, their careers aren't done, but to this point, uh, outside of, you know, maybe I guess the first couple of months of their careers. I think Austin Matthews is, has solidified himself as the right player and the or as the better player and the right choice in that draft for the Maple Leafs. But uh, an interesting piece of news though that has to do with that trade. So Dubois, because of Canadian regulations, um, actually has to quarantine for 14 days. So he's not even going to be able to play with Winnipeg uh, for quite some time. Um, you know, a couple of weeks from now is is when he's going to be able to play. And, and I think it's it's interesting. And I did hear also, though, that the Jets have appealed to the government to try and, you know, knock it down to seven. We'll see what happens. But as of now, it's a 14-day period. And uh, that kind of bleeds into a little bit of Maple Leafs news that we have because there was some rumblings uh, over the weekend that I guess – um, Kyle Dubas has been making some waves and making some phone calls, maybe looking to replace the injuries to Joe Thornton and Nick Robertson, both of whom obviously out on LTIR. Thornton's going to miss a month. Robertson, still not exactly sure how much time he's going to miss, but probably uh, at least a month for him as well. Both landing on LTIR, and now the Maple Leafs are, uh, are a little short up front, right? Like now you're thinking, okay, now we really got to test that depth. And there's some rumblings that they may look to acquire another forward to kind of help them out here. But if you do, like they're going to have to, especially if it comes from somebody outside of this division who's not playing in Canada right now and has to come from the States, you're not going to be able to play him for 14 days anyways. So it's really, uh, really interesting what what uh, what the trade situation is going to look like this season. And, and And now that I really kind of understand it, after seeing it, it happen now, the fact that Dubois coming up to Canada is going to have to quarantine for 14 days. I don't care to see what the trade deadline looks like. You know, like how many Canadian uh, teams are really going to be looking to, to make deals and bring in guys knowing that they're not going to be able to play for two full weeks. And if you're making hockey deals, you know, in the middle of a, of a, uh, a playoff push towards the end of the season, you know, you're making a hockey deal like that, you're missing out on some, you know, the player that you're losing out on isn't going to be there. Neither is the new player you're getting would not be there. So it, it really does make trading interesting, to say the least, uh, for um, for for the Maple Leafs and, and any other team here in the Canadian division. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Let's not pull the the, the card ahead of the horse still uh, they haven't made any moves yet and you know nothing but phone calls and that's that's, that's really what Dubas's job is to do is keep making and taking phone calls to try and improve the roster so you know it doesn't mean that's going to lead to anything I'm not saying anything is imminent but there are rumblings that the, the Maple Leafs may be looking for a forward to kind of replace the injuries of uh, Joe Thornton and Nick Robertson um, one other little piece of news that kind of came down late yesterday I uh, Campbell, 
apparently being uh, evaluated for an injury. I'm not quite sure what the injury was. Uh, it just said he was being uh, reevaluated, and uh, they would update us later on. I'm thinking maybe a groin issue. Like we saw in that game against the Flames uh, late late in the game, you know, he was kind of dealing with something, and, and I think we thought it was cramping. Very well could have been, but, but perhaps this is a, a groin issue uh, uh, or maybe a calf issue. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to figure out more, but boy, if uh, if, if Campbell can't go, phew, that backup position, like, like remember, Aaron Dell is no longer with the team, right? We were thinking that Aaron Dell was a guy, okay, if an injury occurred, he was somebody who you could use as a backup, and you still feel comfortable with him in between the pipes with the Maple Leafs. But now, without with Aaron Dell getting claimed off waivers last week, and now if if Campbell has to miss you know some time, your backup goaltender all of a sudden becomes Michael Hutchinson again. We did not think we were going to end up in that situation where we would have to go four deep and get Michael Hutchinson uh, back into hockey games. But this is the position that we may find ourselves in uh, going forward here if Campbell ends up being injured in any way. Let's hope that he's not. You know, we'll kind of, kind of, uh, you know, knock on wood here that he'll be okay, and, and we'll say, ah, he just needs a couple of days, uh, just you know, maybe tweak something and just needs to rest it up, rest it for a few days, and, and maybe Hutchinson just sits on the bench for a couple of games. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But that's something definitely to monitor, whether it's, you know, well, I'll be posting some updates on, on our Twitter at Lockdown Leafs, also myself at Mickey underscore Canuck. Um, but yeah, just something to monitor. Um, Austin Matthews did return for the game yesterday, so Matthews is back in the lineup. That's good to see. And uh, with that, why don't we take a quick break, and when we come back, let's chat about these past weekend games before we tee up tonight's uh, game against the Flames. And we're all hockey fans here on the Locked On Elise podcast, but are we ready for some football? We got the Super Bowl coming up in two weeks, and the number one place that has you covered and the one place we trust is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. You've got the Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the Bucks. You can also go ahead and bet on the NHL games. You got some prop bets and future bets and of course you got your puck line money line and all the goods don't sit on the sidelines anymore get in the action don't forget to use the promo code locked on to receive a 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts all right, welcome back to the Locked On Leafs podcast. Mike DiStefano still with you. Uh, Maple Leafs picking up a perfect four out of four points over the weekend. Friday night, a nice 3-1 win over the Edmonton Oilers. Able to do that without both Austin Matthews and Joe Thornton. So a little bit of an impressive uh, victory there. One that certainly we weren't sure it was going to turn out to be the case. Um, that, that's for sure. Especially once you know we kind of heard that Matthews wasn't going to be playing that night. It was like, oh no, that's ooh, that changes up. 
up everything. And then, uh, no, they came out and they ended up winning the game, right? Like, Ilya Mikheyev kind of came out like a rocket. He's played really well the last few games. Even the one against the Flames the other night played well. Zach Hyman, he's clearly being, uh, you know, he's been exceptional. But someone who I've really been impressed with over the course of really the, the whole season so far is Mitch Marner. And with Matthews out, I think it's it's him. He's going to have to step up and be that superstar out on the ice. And he's been able to, to answer the bell. You know, obviously, John Tavares uh, has, has been better than he was a season ago. He's more like the John Tavares that we thought we were getting. You know, Captain Johnny T from the island. This is this is what he looked like at his best. He looks like he's right there again. But Mitch Marner is a guy who who right now, if you actually go take a look at the, you know, the 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 statistics, he's at the top of the league. Ten points. Right? So I mean Marner's been fantastic. Um he was great again in that game against Edmonton and good again uh you know last night against the Leafs. I felt um, in both of the games this weekend, here's the thing that I find interesting, and it's kind of comforting. Going into the year, we were expecting a lot of blowouts. Like, we were expecting for the Maple Leafs, not blowouts, but high-scoring games, I think, is is what I mean here. You know, a lot of games that maybe 6-3, 5-3, 5-4, 6-4. You know, that was kind of what, what we were expecting, because that's what we've seen over the course of the past few seasons in this kind of Marner, Tavares, Matthews, Nylander era. That hasn't been the case. Like Toronto's been insanely timid. They've they've played more of a complete uh, hockey. They played more defensively. I mean, you take a look at at you know over the past few games. You think about the one night, you know, the first game against Edmonton. Not much going on. They played a pretty well structured hockey game, and and still they didn't end up with the win. But then came back on the on the Friday. It's similar. Like we were expecting fireworks again and didn't get it. Another 3 1 low scoring game. This time without Austin Matthews, right? So this was, uh, you know, this weekend, I, I think it shows. And obviously the Leafs also a 3 2 win over the Flames uh, Monday. Sorry, Sunday night uh, afternoon, I suppose. It, I, what it shows me is that Toronto now is, is showing that they can play in tight games, in close games. You know, they're much more comfortable. And I think that is kind of what the additions of a, of a Wayne Simmons, of a, a TJ Brody, of, uh, you know, Joe Thornton's not in the lineup anymore, but a Joe Thornton brings to this team. That's the, the level of of veteran leadership that we were looking for, right? And, and it makes sense. Like, they're not just out there playing run and gun. They're, you know, collapsing on D. They're helping out. You've got guys stepping up too, right? You've got Mikheyev just flying up and down the ice. Doesn't matter if you want to put him on the third line, on the second line. He'll play some top minutes. you got a guy like Zach Hyman, Mr. Do-It-All, literally playing. He's had so many line mates so far this season. He's just like, all right, where do you want me to go now, coach? Where am I going to go now? And he does it, right? So a lot of selflessness early to this season, and it really does seem like they're putting a slight emphasis on playing more of a complete game than they had in the past, right? Like it's, Keith talked about it when he first took over the team. He noticed there were some things that this team needed to to clean up, you know, little things, um, and it looks like they are starting to clean those up. And it's nice to see, right? The fact that they 
don't just have to get into a track meet and they don't have to score four or five goals a night to win games. The fact that they can win three to one, the fact that they can win three to two in a game that's pretty garbage that they didn't play their best uh, offensively. You know, they gave up some chances, but still able to grind away, get some garbage goals and win, right? That's something that we hadn't quite seen over the last little bit. It was for Toronto. They either dominated or they played poorly, right? There was just kind of a, a lack of consistency from the team. But over the over the weekend and really early in this year, I've seen a lot of consistency, right? And that was the that was a big thing about the maturity of this team. And, and it seems like they are maturing right before our eyes, and it's really encouraging to see. You know, not just Matthews, but Marner also. Nylander, I felt, has played pretty good. Like he's he's also buying into playing uh, more of a two way game. No, Justin Hall, this kid, honestly, is is impressing people. Like, I still don't know if I'm ready to say, like, he's a four. Like, if Jake Muzzin wasn't wasn't there with him, would he still be a lockdown defensive defenseman? I don't I don't know if I'm ready to go there yet. Obviously, we haven't seen it uh, this season, at least. Last year, we saw that wasn't the case. But even when they're out there, he's playing a lot better. He's making better decisions. Like, he he's he's having an exceptional year. He right now it does look like a number four, and him and Muzzin together are great. Brody and Riley together are great, right? These guys are feeding off of each other and making each other better. And then you've kind of got that that last little uh, that third pairing with Dermot and and Bogosian. Letnin has been you know gotten a, a chance to to also work his way into the mix a little bit. But overall, I think defensively, we've seen a definite upgrade there. It's looked pretty good. Bogosian, he's had some hiccups, obviously, but everyone else, I would say, has actually been not too shabby. And then we get down to, to goaltending. Outside of maybe that first game against uh, against Ottawa, and even maybe a couple of goals against Montreal, but as of late, I've been quite happy with both Freddie and obviously also um, Campbell. You know, so we're getting to see what it, this team truly can become. And a couple of big games, big wins against Edmonton and Calgary over the weekend was a great way to uh, to really showcase that that this team can win in different ways. All right, let's take one more quick break, and when we come back, let's uh, let's get to the three keys for tonight's game against the Flames. I got to tell you guys about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever, and the new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious. They've got 18 amazing flavors and six brand new flavors that you want to check out. My favorite, cookies and cream. It is fantastic. But they also got caramel brownie, cherry barcia, carrot cake, apple, almond crisp. And that goes along with the other 12 original flavors. And we already know how much I love myself, my peanut butter brownie. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. And best of all, the Built Bar is healthy, folks. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal who's looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Let me tell you a little bit about the peanut butter bar. It's got 19 grams of protein, just 180 calories, just 5 grams of sugar, and only 5 grams of net carbs. I'm telling you. 
These bars are healthy. They're delicious. They're amazing. You just got to go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. And you'll receive 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Lease podcast. Mike DiStefano still with you. And just a reminder, this podcast is a daily show. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast from and get that lease content directly to your phone each and every day. And we'll get to let you know on everything that you need to know that's going on in Leafs Nation. Just like tonight's game between the Maple Leafs and the Calgary Flames, uh, this is night two, uh, game two of this series in Toronto. Obviously looking to take both games. That would be huge. That'd be big. You know, Calgary has been certainly one of the better teams in the division, um, I would say, over, you know, the the early portions of the season. I mean, if you guys are aware on, on the TSN's Overdrive. I do a weekly segment with them every single Monday. I do Monday morning Canadian Division or North Division power rankings, and the Leafs and Flames are right there back to back. I had the Leafs at number two, I had the Flames at number three. Um, and this week, I, you know, you could flip flop those because of how strong Calgary has played. And, you know, Calgary, in my opinion, also outplayed them in the game on Sunday. Toronto just got the win. Right, so I think that Toronto is a better team overall than than the Flames are. I think that they just you know, like their stars are just better than than the opposing stars. Like Marner's better than Goudreau. Matthews is better better than uh, than Monahan, obviously, uh, and Tavares better than Lindholm. And yeah, Kachuk is probably better than than Kachuk is a better player than Nylander. But you know, overall. I'll take the Leafs core four over the Flames core four. And Markstrom's been huge, and he 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 definitely made some saves for uh for Calgary in the game the other night. But you know, he's somebody who truly can win a game on his own. And if you look at what's going on in Vancouver, clearly he was a little bit more um how do I say this nicely without really putting down those who like Vancouver. Uh, he was more of a savior <laughs> than people thought. And I think, uh, you know, now that, that it's the thatcher demko Braden holpe show and they're allowing five-plus goals a game, they're starting to realize, oh, crap. Yeah, Markstrom made a lot of big saves and kept this team in it and helped win a lot more games than, uh, than you know, maybe maybe we all thought. And now he's doing that for the Flames. So, you know, when we look at the, the keys to the game for tonight, I think the first key is you got to get bodies to the net and screen them. You know, Markstrom's a guy, if he sees a puck, he's going to stop the puck. Like, that's just how how dialed in this guy is right now. So you want to be able to get guys in front of him. You know, Wayne Simmons, go straight to the net. You know, get some big bodies out there. You wish that Jumbo Joe would be in a game like this for this reason. But you want to get some bigger bodies out there. You know, Jimmy Vesey has done a decent job last couple of games going to the net and kind of just being a, a, a net front presence. Keep doing it. You know, keep doing that. So um, I think that's that's one of the first keys that that we're going to need to to beat the Calgary Flames. You want to get goals on the board and get pucks past Markstrom. Uh, that that's kind of how you got to do it. You gotta you gotta get in front of him, screen him, and make sure he doesn't see every shot, uh, or else he's gonna stop it. All right, number two, I think you gotta you gotta keep getting your production from the bench, right? I think that's that's really where we're at here, uh, or. 
bench <laughs> depth from your depth players. You know, I think that's that's going to be big. You know, they're they're going to do their best to to try and limit you know Matthews and Marner and and Tavares and Nylander. If he can get those goals from a guy like like uh, Wayne Simmons, like we saw over the weekend, you know, if Jimmy VC can chip in a goal here, Mikheyev, if he can get off the snide, I mean, Ilya Mikheyev, I mean, he's not. You know, as offensively gifted, I think, as a lot of other guys on this team. But man, this guy is 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 working hard. Like he's like a hymen light. He's got tremendous work ethic, and and he's he's getting opportunities. Eventually, they're going to start going in. Eventually, he's going to start burying, and that just adds another you know, a little bit of production for this team. And I think that's kind of what will really put this this Maple Leafs team over the top. And if you can do that against quality teams like the Calgary Flames, I think you stand a better shot at winning um, than just relying on your big guns to, to get the goals. And then lastly... I think this team's got to flip the switch tonight. You know, I, I just talked about how they're kind of their identity shifting a little bit and they're playing a little bit more of a two-way game and maybe that's sacrificing their offense a little bit. But I think tonight you flip that switch, you get going. Just get going. Let's score some big goals tonight. I think that that lineup is going to be buzzing. You know, Matthews still was coming off from that injury on Sunday night. I don't think they liked the way that they played either. Uh, you know, it was a, a pretty poor game uh, overall. They just happened to get some decent bounces that went their way and ended up winning the game, which was nice, obviously, for the standings board. But morale-wise, you know that the Maple Leafs weren't happy with their efforts that night. Sure, they'll take the two points, but they want to get in a much more convincing fashion. And I think that if they flip the switch in this game, they go out there, they dominate play like I believe they can. I think they have... um you know they have the, the the roster that can certainly outplay this team. They just got to go out there and they got to do it on a consistent sixty minute effort. And and we can expect a, a nice a nice win out of the Maple Leafs if they can do all three of those things. So those to me those those are the keys. Those are the keys. And if they could do all of that, let's let's hit up my prediction. All right. I think that the Maple Leafs will probably end up winning this game again. Like I, <laughs> I know you guys will be like, oh, you say he wins every game. You have you ever said that they're going to lose one? Not yet. But granted, I believe that the Maple Leafs are the better team, like are the best team in this division. So on any given night, depending on you know certain circumstances, if I would have known that Matthews wasn't going to be in there Friday, I don't know if I would have been as confident that the Leafs were going to pull off of the victory. They obviously did in the end, but I wouldn't have been as confident. Uh, but you know, on any given night, I think Toronto is the favorite team. They should be the favorite team. So why wouldn't I believe that they're going to win? And I do. I, I can see them going out there. Uh, I'm going to make it a... Fa- uh, Five three, five three win. Go five three. Ilya Mikheyev scores. There's my prediction for tonight. Five three, and Ilya Mikheyev gets on the score sheet. That will do it for today's podcast. I'd like to thank you all for winning, uh, for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On These Podcasts on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow, show on, on, uh, follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Locked On Leafs. If you want some more hockey talk, be sure to check out the Locked On NHL podcast for myself and four other Locked On hosts. Discuss the latest around the NHL. I'll be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll be recapping this game 
against the Flames and also chat about, uh, well, hopefully we have an update on Jack Campbell by then as well that I can share with y'all. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.